brought to you by EXO Auto Works, Colorado Springs home of the $30 synthetic blend oil change. Includes up to five quarts and standard filter. Additional oil and specialty filters extra. Includes tire rotation and vehicle inspection. Also, $225 front or rear disc brakes. Includes new pads and rotors. Applies to most vehicles. Call now, 719-375-3232 or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. They have all the tools to help you with your audio and production needs. From tracking demos to full CD productions, reamping, mixing, mastering, and more. Want your VHS to DVD or your old cassettes and records to CD? They do that too. Whatever your needs, they can help. Call today, 719-963-2020, or go to facebook.com slash Studios and let them know you found out about them through Man Tools for a special discount. Madrid Maintenance. Besides being our partner for Give Mom a Hand, our community outreach program, Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman services in the Colorado Springs area, like sprinklers, light fixtures, electrical, plumbing, disposal and softener installs, drywall, doors, paint, flooring and tile, appliance installs, and more, starting at just $35 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash Maintenance. Tell them Mantool sent you for a special discount. Trevor's Beard is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle is my go-to for beard hygiene and styling products. They have items you won't find anywhere else, like their heated beard comb and Viking Sea Mineral Mud Mask. I also use their beard wash and conditioner on a regular basis to keep my beard clean, shiny, and manageable. And my wife loves the Viking Storm scent. So you should head over to thebeardstruggle.com and use the code TLANE15, that's T-L-A-N-E-1-5, for 15% off your order. Shit in Spanish, this is America, we have a national language. Check your fucking self, because America does not have a national language. It's funny how uh, it's Father's Day and we just talk about moms. <laughs> we just get drawn into it. We just can't. <sighs> to me, the idea of taking a child through a sex change to begin with is just nuts. I think I'm going to go out and oh here on, I'm going to go out here on a limb and speak for all the ladies. Walk down the hill and uh, I'll go to the first. There you go. <laughs> Take me out there. Space holding. Man tools. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Man Tools. I'd like to apologize for not making it out last week, but I had a, a client issue. I'm going to tell you how to solve those client issues in a really smart way, and they still are happy to write the check. <laughs> it was a good one. It was a real good one. But first, Trevor, how was your week? 
pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, getting ready to get the kids back to school. And, uh, yeah, luckily the youngest is going in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That seems to be the trend is, uh, I guess the middle schools and high schools are like, not me, you just use your laptop and do yeah, your thing. Yeah, stay home. Yep. The, uh, <clears throat> the elementary school, though, is, no, you need to be here. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, well for whatever uh, technical issues you guys are getting on that end, we're really sorry. You can watch it later when it's recorded or whatever. I digress. Our thing keeps dumping out. Whatever. I know. Well, so let me tell you about this lady. What a nice lady. What a nice, nice lady. So when you get subcontracted, you go work for the main contractor, right? Well, sh- first thing out the gate, we get there. She's pissed off that the main contractor's not there to do it himself. Right. <laughs> like super bent out of shape. So strike one for us. So we go and do the thing. We paint this whole thing for her in a, it's a window well. So we vacuum it out. Like literally vacuum out a window well, get all the spider webs and shit off it. I missed one rib underneath one of the stairs because when you're down there huffing paint, (laughs) you get a little stoned out of your mind and you're like, ah, good enough. Woo. I did. I did. And, uh, She, I was like, all right, yeah, it looks good. Took some pictures, did everything. Well, she looked at it from inside the window from down underneath, and she saw this one little rib, and she lost her goddamn mind and said, she's not going to, like, I need the real person to come out here. Rah, rah, rah. So what did I do? I waited two days. I told the general, sorry, man, I screwed up. Uh, it's my fault. I fucked up. I'll just go ahead and get it fixed, whatever. No big deal. I'll get it fixed up. You'll be set. You shouldn't have to deal with this. I'll take care of it. All right, man, thanks. See you for beers in a couple of days. See you for beers. We hang out at the same place. I send Zach over. I didn't go back. Yeah. And there's why. She was already pissed at me. Right. Nothing I would have done. I could have replaced the whole thing, like dug it all out and put a brand new one in. She would have still been like, no, nah, no. But I sent Zach over and said, yeah, we're not letting that guy come back here. da 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 <laughs> <laughs> made her feel you real special important you won't have to deal with this guy you won't have to deal with him anymore Zach took 15 minutes and sprayed the little part and then she's like here look look what he missed oh I totally see it. yeah that guy sucks so bad he's terrible he's awful yeah and she was happy to write the check so alright yeah and then he did some extra shit for her and charged her more money too. <laughs> I was like good boy good boy so that's how you deal with those kind of customers don't send don't send the same guy back. Make it like you know, make it up all like oh well you know blah blah blah. It it helps. It actually helps. Well, aside from that, we're gonna have a good show. It's gonna be a great show. Number seventy five, right? That's correct. Dude, seventy five freaking shows. I'm I'm just I'm at a loss. You guys are so awesome to us, and you keep watching, and you keep hanging out, and you keep. We have guests that keep showing up. It's amazing. <laughs> Our guest tonight, Mr. Stephen Huckabee. Huck. Thank you. Singer, frontman, uh, dad, <laughs> uh, vet. Uh, let's see. The list keeps going. Um, artist, creator, motorcycle enthusiast, aviation <laughs> enthusiast, uh, all kinds of stuff. Just 
it goes on and on. So let's introduce Huck. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you guys so much for having me on this show. He's uh, uh <laughs> Am I blending in? We, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we didn't tell him not to wear a green shirt. Yeah, so I'm kind of blending. It's okay. I, I tend to blend sometimes. He's got the ghost Huck. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun, man. If you guys want to join in on the show, you can give us a call, 719-285-9863, or get in the chat feeds if we're actually chatting and if we're feeding. If we have the yeah, feeds. I don't, know, I don't know what's happening with the stream. I'm going to have to so anyway, mess with it. Right? Um, let's talk about you for just a second, man. Right. Like, I got, I've known you a very long time. It's been over mm-hmm. a decade, at least. I would say close to at least 15 years. Yeah, something like that. So I know um did a stint in the Army. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. uh, I know you went down in a in a chopper accident. Yeah, yeah, I was involved in a in a Chinook uh, being shot down and all that stuff. Uh, OIF one, so mm-hmm. that was two thousand three, November second, two thousand three. That happened. Yeah, I was a nineteen or something like that. Mm. Like wow, I was that old, you know. <laughs> now you're you're looking to get into flying again. Um, yeah, I've I've never stopped uh, my love for flying. I mean. Aviation has always been a passion. It's something I wanted to do. It's part of the reason why I joined the Army because it was it was a way to me, for me to get my foot in the door into the world of aviation. Um, I loved it. I loved it even, even after, you know, that whole helicopter incident. I still, you know, was all about it. Um, still tried to fly helicopters for the Army. I was enlisted and, you know, I was trying to go warrant officer to try to fly helicopters, but decided after that that maybe getting shot at while flying is, <laughs> <laughs> isn't isn't um isn't as fun as you know just kind of flying around and enjoying mm-hmm. enjoying yourself so ever since i've known you those guys used to give you shit about playing video games but you were logging hours on the uh on the simulator yeah at, i was always at the house oh yeah built the flight simulator at home <laughs> and would put in it like a just chair flying and just getting my mind in, in that position. Um, I guess it's just kind of pre-train myself. So when I actually did have an opportunity to take actual flight training, I would, I would have an idea. Um, it's kind of dangerous. I guess you can build some bad habits um, doing that too. But I think just having that, that motivation and that enthusiasm for it is enough to, for anyone to usually the aviation community is very very inclusive and all it takes is enthusiasm mm-hmm. you know and um you know my instructor that i have now is is phenomenal and everyone i work around and that i'm around that are that are pilots and seasoned pilots are very very um they, they feed off your enthusiasm they'll let you know anything you want to know and you know everyone takes takes you under their wing Pun intended, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, see what you did there, <laughs> comedy genius. That's good stuff, man. And then, so you you also have a bit of a creative side. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, not that great, but uh. no, I'm not that good. <laughs> I mean, what is success, right? What is success? We're both sitting here. <laughs> yeah, uh, on the cover of the Rolling Stone yeah, yet? So, no. Um, yeah, man, I I try to be as creative as possible, and you are too. You know, I mean, we all are. I think we all have a creative, uh, especially you know the three of us sitting here have all we all dabble in any type of creativity. I've had some pretty cool opportunities um, through through the years of being able to kind of express my creativity, 
being able to meet some really cool people, um, pitch some like some film ideas and stuff like that in Hollywood. None of them got picked up. Um, but just to be able to kind of powwow and be around those people as well. I mean, it's just like the aviation industry. I mean, I thought it was as inclusive, uh, like Hollywood, kind of that whole scene. Um, I love it out there because I, every time I was out there, every time I was kind of sitting in a room that I probably shouldn't have been sitting in, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, um, uh, talking to somebody about an idea I had, uh, you know, they were excited about it. I mean, if it was a bad idea, then yeah, they'd let yeah. you know that as well. Um, but you know, they, it's all about ideas out there yeah. and everyone's there for the same reason. They're all trying to um, be creative and make their own dreams come true. So they don't, um, they don't poop on you. Yeah. Can I, Oh, God. Are you I suck game shit for you. You watch goddamn language on our show. <laughs> you did, and you didn't say I anything know. else after that. No, you just let me say poop, yeah. really. Oh, you, 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 just, you just <laughs> let me say poop <laughs> on mantles. Uh-huh. You let me say poop. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Man card. Hand I, it over. I got a nine year old, man. Michael, so. <laughs> Michael Cohn wants to know did the simulator help out a lot with the real thing? Um, it did. Um, and actually, I'm building a simulator right now. Um, just because flying, um, right now I'm flying a, um, a Piper Cherokee 180 and because I'm a part of a flight club, an aero club right now, um, and my instructor, he has about four students and time with working full time and being a full time dad, you're not, you can't fly every day. Um, unless you're willing to shell out 90 to a hundred thousand dollars and get, be a part of like an ATP or any type of fast paced, uh, flight school where pretty much you can't do anything else but fly. Um, I'm going at my own pace, but since I'm not flying, I'm flying maybe about once or twice a week. Um, But I want to fly more than that. Having a simulator will definitely, um, it doesn't give you everything, but everything is very procedural and everything um, has a procedure for what you're doing. So for example, the most dangerous part of flying is going to be the landing. It's the most critical phase of flight is the landing. Um, and that should be the most practiced phase of flight. Mm-hmm. So, and part of that is setting up the aircraft for the landing. You know, you don't just like fly into the ground. Like there's, there's certain things you have to do to the aircraft to make, make sure you're landing safely and practicing that on a simulator, even if it's just a computer screen and you're touching the buttons, as long as you're seeing your, your cockpit and you're, you're seeing your panel and you know what you, you should be looking for, that does wonders uh, for anything, or even just watching videos on YouTube of people mm-hmm. doing it. Like, it does wonders for for going into practice and do that in real life. Not like, not like racing cars. I think racing cars is the same thing. I don't know. I don't think so. You got to feel it. You have to feel and, it. I mean, going around that corner, if you've never seen it before... Yeah, you can't go as fast. You won't. You won't go as fast as if you've known about mm-hmm. it, right? Yep. I don't know. I've never raced cars before, so yeah. That's 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 something the next I, I want to do. There's a simulator. Like I can see how because you're dealing with the three dimensional space, airspeed, mm-hmm. um, the components of the plane, how right. going to that repetition of hitting those buttons and doing things right. will help. Yeah, and that's that's the main thing. Like you'll never get that feeling of. I mean, like the United, my uh, instructor, he's a United pilot, and he 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 uh, trains on a simulator, and he qualifies. Um, he stays current on a simulator, but these are like mm-hmm. million-dollar simulators that they got, and they can simulate 
you know commercial roles things yeah. all that stuff yeah, That's the cool. deflection of, of, of the wind off of this, and so you can, you know, mm-hmm. you can actually feel your butt move, you know. That's, you yeah. really fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah. That's so bizarre. You got to come up one day, That's man. That's cool. <laughs> oh, dude, I'll go with you. Um, I remember, you remember uh, Amy? Yeah. She's part of the Jefferson family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. It makes sense. Well, that's why when, when I got my uh, airline dispatch license, that's where I was at, the yeah. Jeffersons. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, all those maps. It's like, like her great, great uncle or something. Dang, man. I know. It was one dude. I was working at Pro Joke right before we started you know, hanging out. <laughs> you still call it Pro Joke. I do. Dude. I love that. I love that you still call it Pro Joke. <laughs> working at Pro Joke. And this guy comes in. He's like, oh, my flight did it. And. I'm like oh yeah, and I told him that he's like, oh, anytime you guys want to come out, like mm-hmm. so we did a couple times. We just went out. And... I wish I would have known. You still talk to her, man? Can oh I, yeah, she hooked me up. <laughs> some free, some free maps or something. Like use the no. name. Just <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, it's my friend on Facebook. Yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> Somebody will be like, oh no way. You, yeah, you know the family. Yeah, oh, like yeah, I totally know the family. Totally, <laughs> absolutely. She, she, she'd spot you on that crowd, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, diving into the other worlds since pro joke and all that, you're you have been in two and on the fast track to be in three majorly successful musical groups that have come out of Colorado. Man, majorly successful is Defi- definitely giving us defined a- defined <laughs> by the success of everyone else from this. <laughs> We're fucking made it <laughs> we, man you know something and elements is man oh man we could have a whole episode or a whole oh, show about that man it's and elements pretty much gave me the confidence that i have now to do all the things that you know musically you know whether it's writing film or writing commercials or or writing you know stories in any way shape or form for music especially you know i feel like that's the best thing i'm i'm at um but in elements gave me that confidence and it was you know because of the guys i was in the band with you know as a singer as a front man you got one time to really fuck up you know and be bad at it mm-hmm. <laughs> i think and that kind of dictates it and i was i was lucky to I was lucky to be around you guys and have you guys as my best friends, you know what I mean? And, and have go on tour and be in the van together like that, that, that goes a far way for somebody's confidence. I mean, it could go the opposite way as well. Sure. But I was lucky enough to be in, in, in an elements and it really just put me, my confidence up there to where I, I, I didn't fear writing songs or didn't fear singing those songs in front of people or, or taking, taking chances to write a song a different way or, or influence a song this way instead of maybe what what our fan base or anybody else wanted it to be, you know? And that last album that we wrote, that was that was pretty much the the sum of ten years mm-hmm. of writing music that, that we're, where we were going, you know? I loved it. <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was the goodie. They're all yeah. goodies. They're all they're all your favorite kids, but Yeah. I mean definitely, there's definitely you have a favorite kid. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There, kids, there's so. some songs that I'm just like, I never want to hear that song again. <laughs> you know, I think it just goes with the territory. I remember, I remember something that I, I said to you in Beaumont, Texas, mm-hmm. which could be a whole episode in itself. Mm-hmm. One night, in Beaumont. <laughs> it's just a. There's so much that happened. Beaumont was, but it was one of those things where you were feeling. 
don't know. You weren't feeling it. You're like, I don't want to see him walk on water. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, man? You ever heard of the Rolling Stones? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah, so. They have to they have to play Satisfaction every show. Yeah. And you're like, oh damn, since when? Like nineteen sixty four or sixty five. They've had to play that song every show since then. And we talked about it and we were like, Yeah, you know, it's the fur it's what I said was this is like the thousandth time we played this song. Mm-hmm. But it's the first time anybody anybody has here has heard it. I and think like, I think it's like you have, I think once you get past a certain point in your life, writing, writing songs, like, and I see what you're saying. Cause mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. I mean, there's songs that we, we definitely had to play. And as letters from the sun is kind of building up our fan base and kind of getting there. Um, Dre was like, dude, we got to play this song. And I'm like, I don't really want to play it. Same, mm-hmm. same type of situation. He's like, nah, man, like it's, people like it too much you know mm-hmm. and it's not that i don't like the song or whatever because walk on water was probably like one of my favorite songs it was probably one of our like just it was written so raw and like the emotion that just came out of it for myself uh was so raw uh i always like to say that i i interpret the music um, as a singer i interpret the music so a lot of times when i go into write lyrics i don't write them until after i hear the songs and so, um, and that's just me interpreting the music. I, you know, me and Matt uh, talk all the time, and he's, he writes he's, he writes me the most beautiful <laughs> riffs that I can sing to. And I just I pretty much interpret what he feels or what you you know what mm-hmm. you feel um, when we're when we're writing, and that makes sense to me, especially for Walk on Water because it was I don't know what was going on during that time, but it was just like it was like this angst. Like, why is all this stuff going on? Like, where, where, where is the, where is the thing that they told us when we were kids that was supposed to save us? Or mm-hmm. where was the, where was the, the happiness that adulthood was supposed to bring us? You know, and and that's pretty much what that song is is about. Um, and it's super like mid twenties angsty mm. song. <laughs> that that post college just got you know bent over. Yeah. How come, how come no one told me about all these bills and taxes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I thought yeah. I'd be able to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. Like my son. <laughs> my son tells me now. He's like, Dad, I can't wait till I'm old. I get to drive a car. I'm like. I don't want to. You don't want to break it down mm-hmm. to him. Like, yeah, you'll be able to drive a car. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got to insure it. You got yeah. tags for it. <laughs> yeah. for it. You got to fix it. Uh, like, you know. Yeah. yeah, proper care and feeding. Man, yeah, that's a thing. That well, great segue because um, you're raising your boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, getting after it. My wonderful kid. He's a good kid, man. He's, he's, man. I I know. At nine years old, I was not as good as he is now. I knew you ten years ago. You were not as good as he is now at nine. And he's such a he's such a good kid. He's like the complete opposite of me in so many ways. But you know, you see a lot of the same. You see a lot of similarities. And uh, you know, we we've had some tragedy in the past year, but you know, I think it's brought us closer together. And he's been he's been a rock for me. But he's also been very, um, like, do you remember growing up, you know, when they told you, like, men don't cry or, mm. you know, you can't, you know, you're a boy. Like, I remember uh, I was a kid 
and one of my uncles, you know, I was crying over something. I don't know. It could have been, it could have been bullshit. The reason why I was crying, but he told me, he's like, stop crying. You boy, you little girl, you know, that, that type of thing. Right. And I, t- you know, those things you, you internalize and it carries you, you know, for a long time. So even going through adulthood or, you know, teenage teen, you know, being a teenager and, you know, early adulthood, you know, you always kind of like, well, I can't cry because I'm not, a, I'm not a man if I cry. You know what I mean? And that, and that type of thing. And I think with him changing that whole narrative of, you know, he wants to, you know, his his mom passed away uh, last year. And I'm like, dude, you can cry all you want to, you know, like, I don't care where we're at, man. You know, come, come, come cry with me. Let's do it. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that, that part, like just making sure he's not raised the same way. I was not saying that I grew up in a horrible way by any means, but those little things that I think our parents could have maybe uh, changed a little bit based, probably based on the way they were raised, you know, um, I think helps me kind of understand, you know, a lot of things. He, he seriously, he helps me grow up so much, like in so many different ways, you know? Yep. Well, I remember the night, I remember the night he was conceived. <laughs> Remember you that. remember you were there? Were you there? <laughs> was I there? I don't know. <laughs> it looks like you, so yeah, you were there. <laughs> I don't even remember, man. You were at that no. party and then you're like, I gotta go. I got this gal I wanna check yeah. out. And yeah. I was like, All right. Yeah. Then you're like, Hey, uh, I'm gonna be dead. Like, yeah, yeah. A few weeks later. Yep. Brought to you up by Breckenridge Brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap it up, kids. <laughs> That's how that happens. That's yeah. how accidents make people. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he was a blessing, man. We were, you know, me and his mom were dating. At that time, we were we were dating for about a year already. And so we were just like, eh. It was unplanned, but we were like, eh. Yeah. I love you. You love me. This yeah. is going to work, you know. So now we got Harlan. Love you, son. Yeah. Go to bed on time. <laughs> I love you, Dad. You, not you, gonna happen. You probably should not be watching this show. <laughs> yeah, he, I don't know. he yeah. has an iPhone. I got him an iPhone. He doesn't have Facebook or nothing, but I bought him an iPhone. Yeah, he's nine, and people are like, "Why did you get him an iPhone?" I'm like, so he can learn how the world works a little yeah. bit. Yeah, my that was a struggle for us too. I got a, I got two girls, a uh, twelve and nine, and um, the. The older one got a phone first. Me and her biological mother are not together. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goddamn right there. <laughs> um, so uh, at some point her mom decided to get her a phone. And I've kept that going just because uh, it became way more convenient than using mom as a go-between when right. you want to talk to her. It's so much easier to just, I'm going to dial her number and talk to my kid because I don't want to talk to exactly <laughs> to anybody else in the house. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's convenient. <clears throat> that's convenient though, right? I mean, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the the youngest, um, she's actually my stepdaughter. Although I don't really treat her any differently than you know if she was my own. But that was another struggle of when we got together. She sees her big sister. With a phone, she wants a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the thing that kind of flipped for that was uh, her her dad started asking to have her overnight, which is not like in the custody agreement. But mom didn't want to fight about it, mm-hmm. so um, she said, "All right, if we get you a phone, the primary thing is so that we can get a hold of you when you're 
with your dad, and that's really why you have a phone. Right. It's not to fuck around on YouTube Kids and all right. that stuff, but she yeah. does plenty of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? no, I caught my son watching some bad stuff on YouTube, bro. I, kinda, uh, I can't even, he's banned from YouTube now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean well, that's, that's why uh, I think she just has the kids. There's a kids version of YouTube where it doesn't let you get into too much I don't trust it, man. nonsense. I'm just, well, what's, <laughs> yeah. what's weird, though, like, I don't know how you feel about LGBTQ stuff and when it's part of the world, so I'm not saying that you should shelter your kids from it right. necessarily. But you also don't necessarily want a nine-year-old to find something about things like that 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 because of uh, because they kind of want to push that agenda that it's going out even for kids. You know what I mean? You know, it's yeah. like why, why don't you leave that? <laughs> Yeah, just make and just make funny cartoons. It's only for the it's <laughs> yeah. only for the reason of you know don't sexualize children in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah, in yeah. that in that sense, yeah, I don't I don't think I, I don't think anything sexual anything should be on on children at all. I think that children should be able to explore themselves and you know um, explore who they are and kind of naturally kind of grow into it and and be told that it's okay. Like hey, you know, such and such is 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 homosexual. Such and such is a lesbian or whatever like and they should know growing up that hey that's that's yeah, okay that's, that's aunt frank but this, yeah. this, this the sex stuff yeah leave that out of it man like kids don't need to be well and i, I just think it's uh the other thing there is that conversation should be parent to child it mm-hmm. shouldn't be i found this thing on the internet right, you, you know what i mean out of context it's completely <laughs> why does like uh the older kid was reading this book and then at came to me and was like, uh, what does it mean when a boy has a boyfriend or something like that? It was a question yeah. very similar to that. And I'm like, yeah. well, not all boys like girls. That's, yeah. you know, that's the best way I can explain it. Yeah. Simple uh, and truthful. Keep it easy. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, hopefully one day it's not a touchy subject. You know, I think with all the, all the movements and stuff going on and all the things that should be considered normal, Hopefully, when our kids are older, they don't have to worry about maybe the stigmas that we grew up with and how even mm-hmm. how maybe our points of view of the world are and how our children see it way or because they're naturally going to see it way differently than we do. Right. You know, and then their children and their children it's going to it's going to uh, naturally progress. But hopefully it's not a, a thing. I do believe that sometimes things are overdone where it's like. It's too like representation is important, but sometimes there's a like an overshoot. Like somebody says, like, "Oh, this thing is bad. Let's let's really try to make it good." Mm-hmm. When it's like, "Okay, you don't have to go that far, but you can you can definitely represent somebody, um, make everyone represented the way that they're supposed to be, without like like you, you not blowing it way out of proportion or blowing it way out of proportion." Because I I think I was asked a question before, like. You know, you know, with the whole black thing, like why, are, well, why is it always about got to be about black this, black that? I'm like, well, because it hasn't been for so long, you know what I mean? So it's, it does seem that maybe it's being the agenda is being being pushed in that way when it really, really isn't. But also see that sometimes the agenda is definitely maybe like too much, you know what I mean? In a way that is unnatural. Like I always got it when I, you know. You remember, especially mm-hmm. being in the South on tour and stuff mm-hmm. like that, being a black singer, and not to take away from the LGBTQ uh, LGBTQ question that we were uh, that we were talking talking about, but 
being a black singer in places you know, you know always be like oh man you're a black rock and roll singer like yeah, blows their minds. So was Chuck Berry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Ooh, yeah, anybody? Like, like, there's a lot of there's you, a lot of me out there. Who do you you're, think you're invented like, this shit? You're like, who do you think invented rock and roll, bro? And I'm just like, and it, you know, especially like metal shows, and you know, we're playing metal shows, and we we always never really fit quite in. We mm-hmm. were always we were kind of on that fringe, but it was like always like people looked at us like, why do I like this so much, or why is why is it so intriguing? And is it because the guy is a black singer? And I've been I've been accused of the reason why our success, you know, here in this town and you know around, is because ah, oh, it's because you're a black dude, I think. And it's just like, nah, man, like definitely look at me for the content of my work. But me being black, if that's an issue, then yeah, I want to inspire other young black kids to be able to do right. do this, and I want to be represented i want them to i want to be rep i want to represent them mm-hmm. you know and i don't think there's i don't think there's anything uh wrong with that um because we've seen in our society so many times where because somebody was gay or somebody was lesbian or somebody was black that their their work was pushed underneath mm-hmm. you know instead of just elevated to the same level as everybody else's yeah it's a uh i don't know if you're familiar with jordan peterson I think yeah, oh, yeah. He's he's a psychologist. Yeah, he took a lot. He he has been promoted by the media as some kind of alt right figure, mm-hmm. um, which is a huge misunderstanding of. If anything, he leans really left because mm-hmm. he's a normal college professor. But um, he became famous because there was a law that was going to be put forth in Canada, mm-hmm. where a college professor could go to jail for not uh, correctly gendering a student. Right, and he was like, "No, you can't." You can't Tell put me people how to, to jail. You, you know, we have free speech. You know, Canada doesn't quite have our constitution, but right. And the flip close. is, it most of the time it's just going to be a mistake. Like yeah. you can't, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's yeah. not the intent of I want to hurt this person. Um, but he talks a lot about how people get confused with the idea of equality of outcome mm-hmm. and equality of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's a misconception that we all should achieve the same things right when it's like no 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 you have the opportunity to achieve the same things but if you don't put in the same work as whoever in whatever field right that's on you you know right you're not um, gonna get the same paychecks <laughs> right i mean you know in a perfect world that would be that would be true unfortunately like we've li- we've lived in the world with the history that we do where there it hasn't ever been that way where I know, I know. I can work as hard as you guys. I know because we've known each other and we are, we see each other as equal. We've never seen each other any differently than that. That's not the problem. The problem is the system that has built, built it up to where one type of people will have a little bit more opportunity. They can work just as hard as other people, but they'll have a little bit more uh, of a foothold mm-hmm. um, than somebody else who does and that goes back to i mean i mean we can go back to after emancipation um where everything was supposed to be that way you, you know what you, i mean you go back to the 80s where the federal government decided to lock up a lot of more people who had aggressive tendencies doesn't matter if you're black white purple brown whatever mm-hmm. you had more aggressive tendencies they decided they want to lock you up mm-hmm. for longer periods long harsher harsher sentences mm-hmm. right well, what did that do to a lot of people who 
we're living in impoverished communities. Yeah, absolutely. So kids who are now just under your age, they grew up without dads. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that in itself, just that mm-hmm. in itself. And it's poor. And the the main thing is, like, I think they they treat poor people all over the world. But if we're talking America, the working class people, we work way harder than the 1% class people. Like, we, they don't... Jeff Bezos really doesn't work that hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't, he doesn't well, really work that not hard. Not now, but when Amazon was, uh, you know, when he was renting by the day office space to sell fucking books on the internet mm-hmm. and no one knew when they go, what was. the hell is Amazon? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he had to work his ass off then. You yeah, know what for, I mean? For, for a period of time. <clears throat> yeah. You know. And that's, and that's I guess, the payoff that we're all the shooting problem, for, right? Same problem I have with Nickelback. <laughs> you same like them? Dude, no. I, I hate those guys. You know why? I hate Nickelback. So they bad. need to save some number ones for the rest of us. That's why. <laughs> no. Yeah, like 30 number one hits, bro. <laughs> they just got a they just got a weird fan base, man. It's funny. They 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 just they glommed onto something and they didn't let go of it. They're like the ACDC of our age. You Except think so? Sucks. <sighs> same song yeah, over and over and over, over and over again. again. And it's a hit again. It's, all, it's, a it's hit all back again. in black. It's a hit again. It's all back in black. Is that them? Or is that yeah. Creed? No, that's not Creed. That's no Creed's different. Yeah, they're way worse. You can take me higher. Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> because it was on the radio thirty times a day for like six years. What What is the song? Do you? What is a song from a band that you're like? I I like this song, and I don't know why. And you don't you don't like the band at all, but you like the song. Um. Oh God, let me think. Let me think. What's yours? Oh, now you, now I put myself on the spot. Um, yeah, mine's mine's "Living La Vida Loca" by Ricky Martin. That's a good song, though. That's a fucking that's great song. That's, that's a great. A great song. That's a great. But you don't you wouldn't listen to anything else. I really don't listen yeah. to anything else he does. That song, uh, I'll. I could see that being kind of a guilty pleasure. Yeah, you know? that's a guilty K- pleasure. Katy Perry's "Alien." Oh yeah, that's a great song. I wanted to cover that song. So I know, bad. we learned it. Yeah. Well, I knew when I learned it. Nobody else did. I learned it. I did too. I could still sing it right now. Right. I, I'm not gonna do it, but let's get the guitar. I know. <laughs> that's but you know I don't listen to any. I wouldn't listen to anything else that she does though. No. Not that she's a bad. She's not a bad uh, artist, but no. Oh, I like the the country tune. Um, you put the U. You bitch or whatever that fucking song. <laughs> Seriously, it's funny if you find it. Out. You put the her and hurt, you put the bitch and bitch or whatever his fucking line is. It's a really cool wordplay song. It's really fun on the wordplay. And I'm like, oh yeah. I think when I first met you, I was like, this dude likes country. He's a country. He's a country. He's gonna be a country guy. I think you did have some cowboy boots on or something like that. No, I would never. I no. remember the first time I met you, man. It was at the house. Yeah, that's you were right. in a hat. And your dog. And fucking Schroeder was barking at you. Yeah. And I was like, you got a racist dog. Uh-huh. I was like, he, he don't like people. <laughs> I literally told her, I was like, he don't like black people. But it was and Huck hat. was like, what the fuck? I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Watch, take off your hat because your face gets all shadowed. Yeah. And then he thinks you're the fucking ghost or the devil, you know? Yeah. Like, what the hell is that? Why don't you have a face? Why don't you have a face? <laughs> and he took his hat off and Schroeder's like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Dogs are like that, man. They're the weirdest things on, on the planet. I love dogs, but mm-hmm. I think they're weird. Yeah. They're uh. They're a weird parasite. Yeah. Symbiotic little parasite that just loves you and hangs out with you and gets food and lets you lets you let him shit on the rug and Yeah. 
I just go. I don't have to work. You know, it's so funny how we still we get mad at our dogs for they do the same. They they mess up the same ways. Like they don't mess up in new ways. Like they. They'll get in the garbage again, mm-hmm. even if you yell at them. Uh-huh. You know, some people spank the dogs or whatever. If if you do that, they'll learn. They know. They know they're in trouble. They know they're in trouble, but they will do it again. Yep. They will do it over again. So is it like us? We shouldn't just we just shouldn't get mad at them no more. We should just be like, I've, dude, I've used you in this example like a thousand times. You like compare me to a dog? You were in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> used, oh, my God, man. No, watch. this is great. Watch. It goes like this. You don't get mad at a snake for biting. You don't get mad at a dog for barking. And you don't get mad at Huck for being Huck. Yeah. In other words, you don't get mad at Trevor for being Trevor. And you can't yeah. fucking get mad at me for being me. Yeah, absolutely. You love no, me. You love him. You love, then we are who we are. Yeah. So... I just used it because you're a very colorful character in the music <laughs> industry. And Sizzle was like, rrr, rrr. I'm like, look, if you love me, you don't get mad at Hug for being Hug. Yeah. How do you how do you fucking deal with him on the road? Like it's pretty easy. We pick on him. <laughs> you guys picked on me all. You know this is this Ben. They don't. They still pick on me in Letters from the Sun. <laughs> and you know who's the main culprit? Yeah, Matt. the turd. Yeah, the turd. Matt. Like, and everyone picks on me. And then, so we got lucky enough. Our drummer, um, Brandon. He's got to play with some very. He's been a, he's been a drummer for hire for a really long time. He really recently did some work where he did a remix on. I don't think I, I don't think I'm allowed to say who no, the artist is. Nobody's um, listening anyway. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's very super. Like, I won't say who they are, but it rhymes with Metallica. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, I was gonna say something like that, but I really I don't want to get him in trouble because <laughs> nah, I think I it's the, it. um, but but yeah, it's a super famous person just recently won Grammy and super young. But anyway, um, so he got to you know got to do some work doing that. He also worked with you know a, like Fuel and a bunch of other like really cool bands, and he was um he got a chance to audition, and I think they offered him the part. Uh, to be in flaw and uh he turned it down to be with us so you know i felt i felt pretty so he doesn't make very good decisions (laughs) not at all he's he's not the smartest cat i mean especially if he's gonna if i'm the smartest guy in the band which i am um then you know i'm everybody else is really really dumb you know (laughs) they want to be in the band with me (laughs) yeah but man, well, we have letters from the sun. We we have a we have a clip, don't we? Uh, we're gonna play it at the credits. So we will play that at the credits. Yeah, that's so you guys get to hear the, the new, the new new. Yeah, we just released a single called December, and it's available for voting on the RXP website. Actually, so, it just that voting just ended. Did it? Oh, I thought it ended tomorrow. My bad. It ended. I think it ended yesterday. Hmm. I think they're supposed to make an announcement tomorrow or something about who won. Excellent and stuff. So it'll be you guys. I hope so. There's a lot of good bands on there. The, the local scene, man. Local bands nowadays, um, especially here in Colorado. Man, there's some, <laughs> there's some really really good bands. Like, like creative and like, yeah. I want to play shows with these guys. I want to like be friends with these guys. I mean, it's yeah. There's like this. There's this band called um, Low Faith. That I've been jamming, you should check them out. Um, they got they got a couple records on uh, Spotify. 
Um, that's where I get my streaming service from. But like, yeah, it's low faith that th those those guys they got all my jams right now. Nice. Well, we're gonna uh, jump into the rest of the show. You want to uh -oh. hang around with us? And um, comment on all the insanity that's going to come up here in the news and our, our politics, and then we're out of here. Um, I gotta, I gotta pick up the little boy. Yeah, understood. Unless you want me to. Oh yeah, we totally want you. To. Yeah, I'll hang out for the rest See? of the show. Harlan's right. good. He's nine years old, going on twenty-five. <laughs> He'll be fine. He's, he's in the car right now. You oh, can do that for kids, right? You just leave him in the car. Oh crack yeah, the window. just crack the window. No, yeah. I didn't. No, I just. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You might be a little dumber when you get out there. <laughs> you might not be alive anymore. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right, let's get into some uh, some news then. comes the news for the week so this first story is a wonderful local story um everyone in colorado springs is familiar with the uh walmart over on platt yep uh from what i understand it is the business with the most calls for law enforcement i, I think not, not not just the walmart with the most calls no the business the business <laughs> with the most calls for law enforcement uh, <laughs> they hold a record and uh i guess this happened here uh Earlier this week. Thank so. you. Well, now to a bizarre scene caught on camera a brawl between two women at a local Walmart over social distancing. KRDO News Channel 13's Alexis oh Dominguez spoke to a witness caught in the center of the meltdown. It's new for us at 4 o'clock. This violent outburst, recorded by Brianna Carroll, erupted Friday inside the Walmart on Platte and has gone viral on social media. It shows two women getting physical and throwing punches. <laughs> yeah. Carol says she was walking love, through the store the... when she heard the screams I and decided to, to press yellow, record. Not... <laughs> <laughs> escalated from just kind of yelling at each other to on physical um, altercation. Colorado Springs police say one of the women, 60-year-old Laura Barr, was arrested oh, for third-degree assault for punching another woman over the use of the conveyor belt. It originally started with uh, social distancing. Um, the lady in front is that what they argued on? Yeah. I love I love the logic leap though. You're not social distancing, so let me touch you. Let me get, <laughs> let me get all up in your grill. You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to stay away from me, so I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you because you're not. That's a, a whole lot of Karen going on over there. Man, uh, I don't even know if that's Bertha, bro. That's not Karen. Those are Bertha. <laughs> Those are Bertha. That's a Bertha. That's a Bertha. Yeah. Um, so kind of on some stuff that we've talked about, um, this article here is about taking paternity leave. <clears throat> um, and how that's perceived in uh, some different cultures. Uh, this focuses on um, some Swedish uh, researchers that uh, observed that uh, fathers who took paternity leave had a lower mortality risk. I'm not sure 
how what many conclusion babies came to you kill for you. That. But uh, they speculate that men who were involved at home were less likely to engage in risky behavior, which, yeah, that could, I don't know about to prove your manliness, but um, yeah, I could see that. Um, let's see. All right, that's it. Okay. Yeah. And this article is a lot shorter than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you're less likely to die if you uh if you, if you take home, paternity leave. Yeah. Interesting. So you're not out there. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean That I makes mean, sense, yeah. Why can't you take the kid and hold hold there, my beer, hold my baby? That's, that's, a, a, uh, that's my stepdad did. He handed me the beer. He's like, Hold this, or I can do something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it all is clear. It all comes, <laughs> comes clear now. All right. And kind of a, uh, I don't know. I don't know what this falls under. I just thought it was weird and interesting. Um, let me see if I can zoom that in so it's actually readable. Okay. Sort of. This is on the twatters. It is. I think that's about as good as we can get. So, um, yeah, you can't read any of that. <laughs> Somebody's arguing that two and two equals five. Well, not just somebody. A bunch of people, many of whom are academics, um, but they're like academics in like social sciences who are trying to say, well, once you bring some social things into it, which it's like, but it's math. You can't. It's math. That's not how it works. <laughs> it doesn't. There are constants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, it would, I found it very strange. Um, maybe I'll just put a link to the image so that people can look at it because uh, you definitely can't see it either. Okay. Yeah, we'll put a link up. But all, all I remember is one of my favorite bands of all time is Living Color. And he said, I'll tell you one and one is three. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so on the manliness on the like uh, hold on hold up on the paternity leave for men yeah. is that what we're talking about still um I think it's great I think it's I think I believe that it helps yeah oh yeah you know I, I think it's very I think it's very important for the man to be in, in in the child's life as much as the as much as the the woman for sure. I think I still think there's certain things that women do better than men, um, you know, like breastfeeding and little stuff like that. Yeah, little <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but but yeah, I think I think a woman, I think a man is Challenge as accepted. important yeah. as a woman is as important. You know, I can milk anything with nipples. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't trying hard enough. All right, Eric. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I sent this over for all the dads and yes. the daughters. Oh, wait. Nope. Let me skip one. Nope. 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 Oh. I had it up. Hang on. I got the link. Did we load? I got the link. A little copy pasta. Copy pasta. And we'll just pop it right here. So... For those of you who are dads, you tell me that you're sorry, didn't think to turn around and say that it's too late to apologize. Oh, okay. Someone says, Tony, turn around and say, Thank you, Father. You don't say, 
touch of this.
man is savage. Love him. Uh, what up, Ray Ray? We were just talking about you, dude. We missed it. All right. Finally, in our news stories, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. This was Close the window. crazy. Uh, this is a gigantic explosion that happened in Beirut, Lebanon. Oh, yeah. Um, Just after 6 p.m. local time on Tuesday, the 4th of August. An explosion ripped through. Alright, I'm gonna pause it and back it up for a second. Do you see that, like, hole in the. I don't think it's smoke. Well, that is being caused by. That is being caused by that building. <laughs> so as what? the shock wave hit it, hit it, that building oh. absorbed all that energy, and so that's why it looks like there's a hole in that smoke. You know, I never paid attention to it like that. that I just always said, "Oh, it looks like a shark." Yeah, you know, like it looks dude, like a dude, shark dude, coming dude, out dude. the, the coming out the water. Oh, an explosion oh. ripped through Beirut's port. People in Lebanon. Had earlier spotted a large fire at the port, billowing dark smoke into the air. There were reports that a warehouse containing fireworks had caught fire. And several videos of the scene showed colored flashes in the flames. Videos from the scene suggest there was one smaller explosion. And then roughly 30 seconds later, this enormous shock. The blast fireworks struck on, with a force of 3.5 magnitude. So the story I read that I tend to believe is that the uh, Lebanese confiscated some munitions of some kind. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Israel doesn't really get along with the other people over there. I and they, they were friends with everybody. They, <laughs> they decided they decided they didn't want uh, Lebanon like getting that stuff to Hezbollah or something like that. So they uh, got rid of the munitions for them. That's something Israel would do too. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely something Israel would do. Like I wouldn't like I haven't heard that story, but I definitely wouldn't I, put it I, past I, them. Yeah, I watched I watched uh, the Oklahoma City bombing footage versus this back and forth, back and forth because it kept saying ammonium nitrate. No, and I'm like. I've blown shit up with diesel fuel and ammonium and, you know, nitrogen fertilizer. I've done it. Uh, that would be a lot. I've seen explosions in Iraq. I don't know if it was necessarily ammonium nitrate, but it was some big boys, and they didn't do a mushroom cloud like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know, man. It definitely wasn't just fireworks. <laughs> fireworks. Now, the other, the, other, uh, the other thing that I heard was... Um, because it is a port, there was a ship or a warehouse that also had ammonium nitrate, and that the the fireworks fire then set off the ammonium nitrate, which but doesn't I don't make know. sense I don't to me. I, I mean, I think there's protocols like around the world that say don't store these type of things close to each other, yeah. right? Yeah, I would assume so. Um, all right, let's see. That just does. From us here at Man Tools, uh, you know. I don't. I don't want to say hopes and prayers or prayers and things. Look, we're sending you good vibes because yeah, that sucks to just be going to work and have your shit blow up on you. 
Like, yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. just a bad fucking day for all yeah. the innocent bystanders over there. So, yeah. And uh, it killed a hundred plus people. Something like that. Yeah. So and watching it, I, and I'm not going to say this, like I'm not, I'm definitely not a conspiracy type of dude, but it, it almost seems like they're, they're downplaying those numbers. Cause if you look at the, the destruction, like, it just seems like more people would have been hurt. I would think and, so. And, yeah. and like killed. And, and Especially that. on a port, on a yeah. dock, in the middle of the day during a work week. There's a video of a, of a woman taking her wedding photos, like, and in the background you just see it happening, you know. Yeah. You know, ruin her poor day, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. This brings us to uh, some politics. There's some silly stuff going on with that this week. Oh, goody. So <laughs> we'll get into this. <laughs> That is our official policy. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Everyone is shit. Everyone oh, is shit. Dude, I think I, uh, I agree with that. They're all just off. <laughs> so, um, right now, uh, they're working on how and when <clears throat> debates might happen. Not going to happen. Uh, I don't think they are either. No. I think they should. Well, yeah. They should, yeah. They're supposed to. We need to see these people well, in some, a live scenario. Yeah. Some, some interesting things with that, though. Like, uh, so... There is no legal requirement for there to be any presidential debates under the Constitution. No. Um, they didn't really have presidential debates until like the tail end of the 1800s moving into the 1900s with the advent of radio because it didn't make a whole lot of sense to just talk to who could come into the building. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Um, and then, obviously, TV and now the Internet has changed all of that. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> I find this interesting uh, that uh, basically mouthpieces like the New York Times, um, who obviously both parties have their mouthpieces, but the New York Times happens to be for the Democratic Party. They're now saying that uh, debates don't really show the voters anything of use and a couple points like that. And it's like, when did that change? When did that <laughs> change? Like how? <laughs> um, but. I, I, I just don't know. I feel I feel very sorry for Joe Biden, because um, the dude, his mental health is just he's it's a I don't know who's putting him up to this, but they um, they should be convicted of elder abuse. <laughs> in my opinion, this poor old man is just being pushed out there. I think they I think he put himself <clears throat> up to it. And maybe I don't know. I man. Think if you watch, if you watch the footage of him in the eighties, the late eighties, he was just as bad. Well, at lying about his college degrees and then retracting it. And well, we I'm got a video. <laughs> we got a video in a minute. Um, it's not so much lying; it's <laughs> like he, that he doesn't know where he is or what's going on. Um, that might be this one. No, so this. Uh, Along with the debates, um, President Trump, this actually makes sense to me. Uh, he is requesting that they start the debates earlier than the schedule is set up currently uh, because mail-in ballots will already be out in many states uh, mm-hmm. before the first one happens, and he thinks they should have at least one before any mail-in ballots go out, which, yeah, that I can see that. Uh. We'll see if it happens. Um, right now, the first debate is scheduled for September 29th, which is approaching pretty quickly um and still no word if the 
if they move forward, whether it'll be a Zoom situation or will they physically, I'm sure there won't be an audience and probably not a whole lot of other than cameras um, as far as press, but. I don't understand that. I don't, I don't, well, you know, there's a lot about politics that I thought I understood. <laughs> and, you know, being a young, young guy, is like, yeah, president's great. You know, I think that. They're all horrible. I, yeah, I think Trump. I think Trump is the worst thing that ever happened to America. I think he might be the worst thing because now we're we. You know, if you're like I'm a leftist, so I wasn't going to vote for Biden anyway. You know, that was I wasn't going to vote for him at all. But now I'm questioning like. I gotta get rid of Trump. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I gotta, well, I gotta a, get him out of there. But that's the I, uh, that's the horrible situation. That's the yeah. and that's the the bad. That's what's wrong with how the parties pick their candidates. Um, because they are just private institutions, they can do whatever they want. Right. So even with Hillary last time around, um, Bernie they had already decided mm-hmm. that she was going to be it. And it was just kind of well, tough shit to anyone else that was trying to challenge her. This time, for whatever reason, they decided Biden is the guy. Um, <clears throat> and when they do that, <clears throat> which what you end up with is a candidate who, his, really, the only thing that he can kind of point to is that he's not Trump. Yeah. He can't. There's not a whole lot that he can go. Look what I did. Especially that dude. I was reading. He's been in office for like 48 years. From from the Senate to Vice yeah, President, that's a whole other issue right there. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of these issues, it's like he says, "Well, I'm going to change this and that." And it's like, why why didn't you before? You've had mm-hmm. 48 years of public public service to make some of these things happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, when you say yesterday, I banned assault rifles for 10 years and I fought the NRA. Now I'm going to do it. I'll shut it down again. But it's like, wait, but what? Define assault rifle, because <laughs> well, that's the. That's well, I think we're one. stuck. We're stuck with. You know, the alternative, which is Donald Trump, which has done more harm than good. And I think he's I think he's just done that his whole life, like his whole life. He has done more harm than good. And he's had kind of the backing of the loopholes that he finds in finance in financial situations. He had his daddy's money and he seriously has done way more harm than good. So if Biden's the tourniquet, you know, like if he's just the the stop bleeding maybe our country can not go back to normal in a sense but maybe progress from what we had maybe and there's always which will never win which is sad but there are always third third and fourth party candidates yeah absolutely the yellow party is that chick is not stupid oh jorgensen or whatever from the libertarians yeah i've watched a lot of stuff she said and i'm like a couple things i don't agree with Right, but I'm like, damn, you. She is smart. Got your head on your shoulders. I mean, at at this point, any any anyone. I mean, there's a couple of people that would be just as bad as as Trump and Biden is like almost there. But what happened to just the the honor and the the prestige of the pre- presidency? Like, there's so much that I, I didn't like about George Bush. But the one thing I can look at back at the presidency, you know, take politics out of everything and, you know, the things that, you know, I, I really don't agree with them on and just look at the the prestige and the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
the dynamic, the family dynamic and how it you can look at him and say, OK, he represents our country. OK, even Barack Obama, you know, the prestige and everything that was carried with his presidency. If you knew he was going to a foreign country, like you knew that it was going to he wasn't going to um mispronounce Yosemite you know what I mean um you know, he, things like that you know he would at least care you could disagree with him but you knew he wasn't gonna go disrespect some other type of culture or yeah. something like that you know I mean yeah I see what you're saying there's so what you're saying that in the last so often the last great president was probably John F. Kennedy and then it's kind of it's it's gone up and down real bad from there. We had Reagan, who was a film star, but he also had that American attitude that mm-hmm. go get him. And, but he had a villain. He had he had Russia, he had or the USSR at the time. He had right. Gorby to go, you know, fight. He had a, a sort sort of a villain character. Um, and then I can't. And then we had Barack Obama, who kind of swooped in and tried to do a bunch of shit and got yeah. hemmed up by. The right wing. The right wing. Yeah, got they hemmed up. So yeah, we've only yeah, we've had three decent people do this in the last sixty years. I think I mean, yeah. I mean I think you know, and even beside politics aside, you know, and what their actions are or what the, what they're not, you know. Even if let's say John McCain was president instead of Barack Obama, I think he would have had a level of respect for the office mm-hmm. and for the representation of this nation that Trump doesn't have at all. Like the things he says and people say, Oh, you know, he just says, says it how it is like, all right, that's cool, man. But it's not just his type of people that's in this country. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a, is, is that really how it is? Yeah. Is that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. is that, is that really how it is? Like, no, nah, like there's a, and the, all the dog whistles and things like that, that he does. Like, like I, I'm, I believe that more people are being more grossed out by him and his rhetoric than like I have friends who are who are conservative who don't like Donald Trump at all. And we can dis- disagree uh, poli- on some political some political things. If you disagree with me on we're not friends, you know what I mean? Because it's more of a it's a more of a moral thing for me. Right, you know right. what I mean? But um, but there's other things, you know, that I'm like, OK, that's your that's you and your, you know, your politics or whatever who hate Trump. They just hate. And they're like, no, this dude does not represent the things that my great grandfather fought for in World War Two when he was trying to eliminate Nazism and, and fascism or my grandfather who fought in Vietnam. You know, he he doesn't represent these these guys. He doesn't represent the America that represents us. I don't believe. Well, uh, up next. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I'm no, no, shit. Great. great. That's what this is all about. Yeah. Um, Recently, I don't know if you saw, uh, Trump took some kind of cognitive mm-hmm. test and yeah. passed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then Joe Biden was asked about taking a similar type of test. and um, Clarify, specifically, have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? I'm going to stop it right there. <laughs> Because this is like a big corporate media outlet. That dude probably is drug tested. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? At least yeah. to get hired. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I was drug tested to get hired. You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's a kind job. of a silly, like, yeah. he probably he did probably get tested did for cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Right. Are you a joke? So, what do you say? 
to President Trump, who brags about his test and makes your mental state an issue for voters? Well, if he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about. Did you watch about, that? Yeah. Look, come on, man. I, I, I know you're trying to goad me, but I mean, I'm so forward looking to have well, an opportunity really well. to sit with the president or stand with the president in debates. Now we asked the Biden campaign oh, this morning. The best part. Those sons of bitches. There's a part where he goes, I'm completely fit just like that. And I am not exaggerating, which I thought was going to be in this uh -huh. because it was very, it was like, are you sure? Like, it looks like you might've had a stroke right there. Right then. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I grabbed a bad video of uh, that. Scroll through fast to see if they did uh, let's it. See. I have a feeling they're kind of trying to protect him. <laughs> That's not what media is supposed to do. No, it's not. They should be exposing well, we everybody had, for the pieces had, of uh, shit. We haven't had the Epstein talk yet. Oh god. No, I just, <laughs> well, I just who's being protected? <laughs> I just ordered uh, some cabinets from Wayfair, and other than the price, they're pretty good. Jesus Christ! What time is it? <laughs> almost, it, almost time to go. We, we, we got to pay a quick bill. Hey, after these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> uh, here we go. As always, Mantles is brought to you by our friends at EXO Auto Works, uh, Colorado Springs, home of the thirty-dollar synthetic blend oil change. EXO knows that finding the problem is the first step in getting your car uh, right, which is why EXO Auto Works provides diagnostics at no charge in most cases. Uh, they also do fleet services, fluid services, repair services, and much more. They work on all makes and models, including high-mileage cars, and they offer a 24,000-mile, two-year nationwide warranty. Call EXO at 719-375-3232 or go to their very easy to use and awesome website, uh, which is exoautoworks.com, to book your appointment right away. Thanks, EXO. Thanks, Mike. Uh, should we get into this week in his history? Let's do a quick history and get and out of we'll here. Call it a night. I like history. His. Oh, his. What about hers? Oh, no, it's man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this week in his story, August 6th, 1945, Paul Tibbetts, the commander of the Enola Gay, drops the first atomic bomb on Hiroshima, Japan. Uh, then, of course, a second was dropped on Nagasaki, and uh, the Japanese very shortly after surrendered. Um, very pretty quickly. dark chapter in our history, but we have those. and <clears throat> We've, Yeah. Instead of ignoring them, we should we, learn from them and we should not, not do it again. <laughs> not, not teach them in schools. 
yes, we did a horrible thing there, and we did horrible things before that happened. Although silver lining, because of the internment camps in the in, during the World War II for Asian folks in Colorado and Lamar, huge internment camps, which yeah. George Takei was a member of as a child, young man anyway, before he was on Star Trek, we have probably some of the best authentic Asian cuisine in Colorado Springs. 50 years later. That's not a silver lining. <laughs> silver lining. <laughs> That's not a silver Any, Anybody, a, anybody being in turn, <clears throat> there's no silver lining out of that, man. I'm sorry. There is no silver lining from you have, internment. I don't know, man. My buddy Mike owns that pho restaurant by the house. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, when he was a kid, he was in there and that's where his family just stayed. I think they could have, I think they could have, I think they could have stayed and been successful without going into internment camp. I think so too. Yeah, so there's no, there's just like a chunk <laughs> out of somebody's. I don't know. I don't think getting shot with a bullet is. Well, yeah. I think I think uh, <laughs> most of those people were uh, very culturally American at that point, right. and the idea that somehow their yeah, loyalties would be now you're not. Yeah, right. Because the way you look, um, you got to go to a jail. What I'm saying is also they. Is that, okay, I got you. It, as being humorous, this show is about humor. Is that we? Know <laughs> I didn't mean that, to get on you. No, dude. you're fine. Get on me. <laughs> Call me on my bullshit. Just on my humor. Okay. The uh, the fact is, we have a, a flourishing Asian culture in Colorado Springs that rivals uh, even New York, and it's it's amazing because the food and the culture and the people are rad as fuck, and we. Legitimately, I don't think the amount of people that are here now be- wouldn't have happened because of this dark time in our history. Alrighty, let's uh... spin it on. <laughs> we won't interrupt. We'll just let August. To do it. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. Free. Uh, <laughs> August seventh, nineteen thirty-four. <clears throat> a benchmark uh, free speech thing uh, in Washington. The U.S. Court of Appeals ruled that the government could neither confiscate nor ban James Joyce's novel Ulysses, which they were trying to do. They didn't want it uh, going out. They were either going to take all the copies or just say you can't have this. Which I heard that that song. Now I want to read it. I've never heard of this book. (laughs) But when I read that, I'm like, if it's a book that people tried to ban, I kind of want to take a look, you know. Uh, Let's see, August 8th. 1990, some recent history. Uh, Iraq annexed the state of Kuwait as its 19th province six days after Iraqi troops invaded. And shortly after that, we uh, and some other countries went over there and said, no, you can't do that. I, I remember <laughs> yeah, watching that on. <clears throat> yeah, the first uh, like live televised war. Yeah. Second. I mean, Vietnam. Vietnam would be the. Yeah, but they, uh, I'm not sure it was quite live. You know Fair. what I mean? Right. I think they taped stuff and then had to send it back, so it was a day or two later. But yeah, CNN. You can. I remember this, as a kid, this watching, they had satellite feed. Yeah, yeah watching just, the guys from CNN <clears throat> watch the bombs drop yeah. in at night. And um, let's see, August. Wherever the fuck are we? August ninth, nineteen thirty six. Jesse Owens wins yeah. four gold medals in track and field uh, at the Berlin Olympics, <laughs> that's and gives a, a big, big. Uh, middle finger to Hitler's idea of the master race, right there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. Um, I think see. Hitler. I think there's a quote where Hitler said that he's like, 
their Negroes are going to, you know, not quote, their Negroes are going to be the ones that beat us, you know, the Americans, because, I mean, they know, they know what's up. Um, Black Power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. <laughs> came in first, man. <laughs> August <laughs> 10th. <laughs> uh, 1970, rocker Jim Morrison, another free speech thing. Uh, it was tried in Miami for lewd and lascivious behavior. Uh, basically for saying the F word on stage during yeah. the show. Because back then it was illegal in a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, stand-up, comics, stand-up comics went through the same thing. Lenny Bruce got arrested all the time for saying fuck at comedy clubs. I did not know that. Yeah. Lenny Bruce is a, he's an interesting character. Um, yeah. But this, and this guy chewing on his pamphlet is immortalized in this picture. Yep. He's like, oh. <laughs> he was a handsome dude. Jim Morrison was a handsome Back in the back in the biz, eh? Yeah. Could you have? Could you have lived? Could you have? I'd have, died, back I'd have died from the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe I would have too. <laughs> like it was too, like it was too, like it was like art and like fun. Like mm-hmm. they. That's why the music. I think that's why the music was was the way it was because it was like so good. It's how we just free form. Now I feel like music is so okay. I'm not gonna drink a beer at all before I perform. Mm-hmm. Can't because you gotta stay on the click and you, you gotta remember the fucking stage antics and you gotta yeah. remember the dance moves and I don't have no dance moves. <laughs> My mama would kill me if she saw me dancing. Just, she, it's true. You Boy, you don't know how to dance. You can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. No rhythm. Let's see. 1929, August uh, 11th, 1929. Babe Ruth hits his 500th major league home run, and I just want to point out. Uh, that is what a professional athlete looked like yep. in 1929. <laughs> <laughs> right? Smoking cigars, probably taking shots of whiskey in the yep. dugout. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, I've read that he drank like uh, 12 beers over the course of a game. Ate, like He ate as much as like someone that was watching yeah. the game. He'd get order hot dogs and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, just like a fan. Since, have, you, have you guys seen the uh, Michael Jordan, the Bulls, um, The Last Dance? Have you guys watched that yet? I've seen some of it. The 10 part? I've seen some of it. When I saw those guys in the locker room smoking cigars and drinking beer after the game and stuff, I was like, what? They were doing this this whole time? Like, I was always taught, like, you can't do none of this if you're going to be a premier athlete. athlete. Yeah. yeah. I don't know when that all started, but it did. Yeah, where they kind of cut everything out. I mm-hmm. bet you they do other stuff. They got pills and stuff now they probably do back then. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, there are a couple of guys that got stripped because of steroids and other opioids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. August 12th, 1908. Uh, Henry Ford's first Model T rolled off the assembly line. Uh, not the first automobile. No. Uh, contrary to some popular belief. But uh, one of the... The first mass produced. First, yeah. One of the first that like a regular guy could walk into a store and uh, Henry lines and buy. Henry Ford's famous line of, you can have any color. So long as it's black. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not changing the assembly line. <laughs> no. We're set up. We're not yeah. we're not fucking around. And uh that does it for this week in his story. Uh as well as our show, pretty much. Pretty much. In closing, we'd like to thanks thanks to Huck and uh Thank you. The new band Letters. Letters from the Sun. Check it out online on the on the Instahams and the Twatters. And yeah, the, we finally got a single out. So yeah, and a single. And what's the name of the track that we're gonna play here in a minute? Um, it's called December. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, it's our, it's our baby. We love it. That's it. You guys, uh, thank you so much for watching. Check us out at all the places where your social media happens and some of it where you do it under the covers. <laughs> I'd like to thank our sponsors, EXO Auto Works and Harmonic Studios Madrid Maintenance and uh, a couple others soon to be on the list because I sent Trevor a link and hopefully he sent them the letter. <laughs> You'll have to refresh my memory. No problem. <laughs> Check us out at mantoolsmedia.com. All the social media is at mantools. Uh, Patreon, uh, as well as we have a new merch. Uh, it's on, where is it at, Trevor? Redbubble. There it is. Mantoolsmedia.redbubble.com. Uh, it includes masks. I just ordered some. Uh, <laughs> we've got, uh, we've got, uh, look at me, I'm virtue signaling masks. Yep. We have, uh, I survived the Corona apocalypse and of course our normal scully guy. Yep. <laughs> we have great t-shirts that say I survived the Corona apocalypse and all I got was this crappy t-shirt. <laughs> Man tools. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much uh as we get out of here hit it trevor as we get out of here we want to um let you guys know that we are super proud to show you first the first media outlet to play december the letters from the sun God damn, thank you good night everybody
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.